If you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to turn to very familiar Scripture, especially this time of year, to Luke chapter number 2. Luke chapter number 2. I do desire your prayers. Still in um, quite a bit of pain, but we'll, we'll get through this. If it's the Lord's will, and I pray that He'll help us. Um, and I, I'll try not to keep you long. I know you've got play practice, and we've got to meet back tonight, and it's just a busy day. But I do want to try to serve the Lord, all that at the same time. And uh, so we'll, uh, we'll stay here as long as He's with us, and when He's finished with us, we'll, we'll dismiss. Uh, Luke chapter number 2, very, very familiar. Starting with verse 1, this is the Christmas story, as it's called. Um, But I'll tell you this, what we're about to read, it absolutely changed everything. Our calendars are set by what I'm fixing to read. B.C. and A.D., it, it literally changed the course of time itself. Our calendars are set by it. You can't deny the fact that something took place in Bethlehem of Judea 2,000 years ago. Uh, so what we're about to read is an account of the birth of the God-man. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now even into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. 
And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. This is Luke's account of the birth. Matthew gives an account of the birth. Matthew and Luke both give the genealogies. Matthew traces the birth back to Abraham. Luke traces the birth all the way back to Adam. John gives a genealogy in a sense because he says in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. But, but Luke's account is, uh, is a little different and and uh, gets more into detail, I guess. And, and I'll, I'll try not to keep you long, but uh, just a thought about the faith that it had to take for them to understand what the plan and the will of the Lord was. And we were talking in Sunday school and know that an angel appeared unto Mary and told Mary that the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you and you're going to be with child. And she said... How is that possible? I've never known a man. You, you've got to put your mindset away from the culture of 2021 in America. The culture in America today uh, would, would make fun of a virgin. And, and uh, it happens in our schools and it happens in our universities. But the culture in Israel... 2,000 years ago was far different. It was an honorable thing, and it still is an honorable thing to stay and remain a virgin Amen. until the time that you're married. And, and, uh, and the culture 2,000 years ago in Israel was that an unwed mother who bore a child could be put to death by, by way of stoning so when the angel appeared unto Mary and said, You're going to be with child. And she said, How shall this thing be? Seeing I've never known a man. And the angel said, Don't worry about that. That the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow thee. And thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means Jehovah saves. Jehovah saves. And Mary with great faith. I understand that the Roman Catholics may honor her too much. But, but you've got to understand we probably don't give her enough credit. Uh, because out of all the women that have ever been born... Mary was chosen to bring forth the God-man into this world. And she with great faith, knowing that she could be stoned, said, I don't care what happens to me. She said, let it be unto me according unto thy word. 
And from this forth, all nations and all generations shall call me blessed. And the angel said, the thing that is within you shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the faith that Mary had, knowing she could be stoned, uh, said, just let it be unto me according to thy word. Then the angel appeared to Joseph. Joseph, the Bible says, was a just man. He loved Mary. He didn't want Mary to be stoned. But he was minded just to put her away privately and, uh, and let her have this baby. But then the angel appeared unto Joseph in a dream and said, Be not afraid to take unto thee Mary, thy spouse wife, for the thing that is within her is of the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and Joseph held on to Mary. And, uh, and now the days were accomplished that for 4,000 years had been prophesied. Because in Genesis chapter number 3, it says the seed of the woman, not the seed of the man, but the seed of the woman uh, shall bruise the serpent's head. And 4,000 years later, Mary found herself pregnant with that very child that was prophesied 4,000 years before. 700 years before this happened, uh, the, the prophet Isaiah said a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Uh, my friends, if he's not born of a virgin, uh, then our faith is in vain. He had to be virgin born. He had to not have the... If he was born just the way everybody else in the world has ever been born, if he was born of a union of a man and a woman, he would have had upon himself. He would have been born in sin and shapen in iniquity with that original sin of Adam. It had to be a virgin birth. It had to be something that's never happened before and it'll never happen again. That a virgin was found with child and the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And Micah prophesied about 700 years before that this would take place in a little town called Bethlehem of Judea. That though thou be the least among the nations, yet shall come forth of thee unto me a ruler and a governor in Israel. And, uh, and so it was that the prophecies had all been fulfilled. Uh, there was a time in heaven long ago, maybe before the world was, that there was a sadness in heaven when, uh, when Lucifer fell and drew a third of the angels down with him. And down into perdition they went and, uh, and are reserved in chains of everlasting darkness. That had to be a sad time uh, to see those angels fall. Uh, but there had to also be a sad time in heaven uh, when this time came forth and Jesus, who was the eternal Son of the living God, uh, stretched forth from the bosom of the Father and said, The time has come and I'll go. And he disrobed himself of the glory that he had and said, Father, I'll take upon me a robe of flesh and I'll take upon myself a body made of clay 
just like they have, you have to understand how that God loved man. He never made a provision for those angels that fell. Never gave them a chance to repent. But unto man, He gave forth His Son, uh, the Eternal Father and the Eternal Son. And they, uh, the Eternal Son of God disrobed Himself, took the crown off of His head, and took the jewels off, took the glory off, and came down as just a little, uh, little embryo, if you will, into the, into, the, into the bosom and the belly of Mary. And now the time came for Him to be born. And you think about that, uh, that she brought forth uh, this little baby boy, uh, yet this little baby boy of just a span long uh, was the very one that created her and uh, created everything. It was the birth of the God-man. Uh, he was every bit God and still every bit man. Uh, it's hard for me to comprehend in my mind uh, that eternal truth. Uh, but my friends, it had to be that way. I read something the other day. Uh, this isn't Bible, uh, but it is worth noting. If it's true, and you may, you may find something to disagree with it, uh, but if it's true, it's the most remarkable thing. Uh, that why did He send His angel unto the shepherds? It was the first Christmas carol, if you will, that was ever sang. Uh, that the shepherds out in the field had uh, the faith. That they, I want to talk to you about faith this morning. Uh, my friends, it takes faith to be saved. Uh, we are saved by grace through faith. We were talking in Sunday school about man's free will. Mary had free will. Joseph had free will. And they both accepted the word of the Lord. Be it unto me according unto thy word. But these shepherds abiding in the field, I read something the other day, got to researching it a little bit, and there's a theory that these weren't normal shepherds, but they were uh, what they called Levitical shepherds at that time, who, uh, who kept the, not, not just any flock, but the flock they said that they tended to uh, was the ones that were without spot, they were without blemish, they were the ones that were to be sold in the marketplace. They were the ones to be sacrificial lambs. In other words, they were the ones that on the celebration of the Passover, these shepherds kept without spot, without blemish. And the legend says that, that, that they would take these little lambs when they were born and they would wrap them in swaddling cloths. I want you to think about that just a minute. But they, they would wrap them in swaddling cloths. And you know what they would do? According to what I found, they would lay them in a manger. <laughs> they would lay these little newborn lambs without spot and without blemish in a little manger and wrap those little lambs with swaddling cloths. So when the angel of God appeared into the shepherds and they were tending that flock at night, and he said, Behold, I bring unto you a good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. 
that unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And then the Bible says suddenly, when the angels of heaven heard uh, that Jesus had been born, uh, that the sky lit up, had uh, just banged suddenly uh, the angels of the Lord appeared and began to sing uh, glory to God in the highest. I want you to think about that just a minute. Uh, the angels even had to have faith to understand that that little baby was their creator. Uh, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 1 uh, that when He was brought forth, let all the angels of God worship Him. And so they fulfilled that prophecy. Uh, they understood that little baby. Uh, but I want you to think about what they said. They had saw the worlds brought into existence. We know this by Job. It said the sons of God and the stars, the morning stars, sang together when He brought forth the world. In other words, the angels predate this world. They were there. Uh, they saw just nothing. Uh, they saw, uh, they saw the, uh, the, the nothingness and then they saw bang, earth appeared as God spoke it into existence. Uh, they saw the Milky Way galaxy and all the other galaxies that mankind has never yet discovered. They saw that brought into existence. In other words, I want you to understand, they saw the glories of God and the power of God. They saw the glory of God and what He was able to do. But what they said here, how they said when Jesus Christ was born, they said this, His glory to God in the highest. Think about that. All the things that they had ever seen, they said this will bring the most honor and glory to God for He's provided salvation for mankind. And this will bring honor and glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and it will bring good will toward man. Think about that just for a minute. Of all the things that they had seen, this brought more glory to God in the highest. And I thought about that. And I thought about, He said, this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Luke's the only, uh, the only book that mentions the word manger. Uh, but if you go back to that theory about these Levitical shepherds, it makes sense that they would be the ones to understand this isn't just a baby. They saw Him. They, they left that flock at night and they said, let us now go into Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass. And they got there and they saw a manger where a sacrificial lamb is usually kept in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And they saw the babe. And they saw the Son. And they saw Jesus Christ wrapped in swaddling clothes. And they had to have an understanding. Swaddling clothes lying in a manger of all the people on the face of the earth. If you go by that history and theory that we read, the shepherds would have understood 
This is the Lamb of God. They would have understood that nobody else but those Levitical shepherds. They understood when, well, when the angel said this shall be a sign, what was the sign? The sign was the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Think about that just for a moment. From the time of his birth, he was the lamb to be slain. From the time that he was born, he was born in order to die. He was born a king. No other baby has ever been born a king. We know this. The, the wise men, the magi, came from the east and they said, we've seen his star in the east. His star appeared and we are come to worship him. They said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Nobody has ever been born a king. They have many been born princes that would one day take the throne when their father died. But Jesus Christ was the only one that was ever born a king. Amen. And He came forth. And these Gentiles, the faith of the shepherds to understand the Lamb of God, they made a broad saying. And it says Mary kept all these things and just pondered them in her heart. In other words, she was... She was keeping everything that they said about the Lamb of God. When the Magi came, those wise men came. They were Gentiles. Have probably learned that the prophecy of Daniel about the timing of the birth. And they were astrologers. And they watched the sky and the stars. And they saw His star. And you can believe what you want to. Even though they were Gentiles, I believe the Holy Ghost revealed unto them that there's a king that's just been born. And they took off on their journey and they said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? And, and I'll not get into that story, uh, but, uh, uh, but they went to Bethlehem at the word of Herod and they saw the little child I don't know how, he, how old he was at this time. There are different theories, but it wasn't the night of the nativity uh, when they got there, for they had to journey a long way. But the Bible says they went into the house and they saw Mary and the young child and they bowed down and worshipped Him. And they presented unto Him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And I've thought about that. Uh, frankincense and myrrh, they were incenses that were usually used for embalming the dead. So you have the Lamb of God uh, that was laid in a manger. Uh, in other words, a perfect picture had uh, to be the sacrificial Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. And then you have these magi have to come and present unto Him the embalming fluid. In other words, He had the stench of death upon Him from the time that He was born. That was the end. That's what He told Pontius Pilate. 
He said, for this cause was I born to die. What a Savior that we serve. I mean, what a, what a plan of salvation. Man couldn't come up with this. Hollywood could never in a million years come up with God dying for mankind in order for mankind to be saved. But the faith that Mary had to have, that Joseph had to have, that the shepherds had to have, that the Magi had to have, uh, that Simeon had to have, for when he was eight days old, Simeon or 30 days old maybe, Simeon took this little child up in his arms and he said, Now I have seen the salvation of Israel. He told Mary, This child is set for the rising and falling of many in Israel. And he said, A sword will pierce through your own soul. And it did at the cross when the mother Mary stood at the base of the cross and looked up at her dying son and he called unto her. He didn't say mother. He didn't say, uh, he did, but he said, woman, behold thy son. Talking about John. In other words, at the cross, I, I, I didn't mean to say this, but I believe at the cross, uh, the Bible says he called her woman, not mother. I believe he was telling her, uh, you are my mother and I love you dearly, uh, but from this point, our relationship cannot only be mother and son, uh, but from now on, as I'm dying on the tree, uh, you have to think of me not as your son, but as your Savior. I believe that's what he was saying. I believe that's what he was trying to convey to Mary. But my friends, the faith that they had, I want to ask you something today. There's no doubt that Jesus was born. History has recorded it. Your calendars are set by it. But I want to speak to you today for just a minute that are still lost without God. You have a Savior that is born to you and He's given you free will. Either you'll be like Mary and say, Be it unto me according to Thy Word. Be it unto me according to Thy Word. You'll have faith and you'll repent. He's giving you an opportunity to repent and to believe and to be saved. To believe on this One that was born as a Lamb to this one that was born as a king, uh, to this one that liveth and was dead, uh, but now he's alive forevermore. Uh, that little baby that was born, he didn't stay a little baby, uh, but he grew up and he went to a cross in order to die for the sins of mankind. And he's given the lost all across the globe uh, one more day uh, to repent and to believe and to be saved. I would ask you today, uh, what in earth are you waiting on uh, for that same Jesus is going to come back and He's going to begin to judge the world. I mentioned to you last week 
about the statue outside the United Nations that bears a resemblance to that of Daniel, uh, to that of the beast of Revelation. Uh, they said it was the body of a lion with wings of an eagle. Uh, that monstrosity is now setting on American soil. I'm telling you, America is going to be judged. You don't want to hear that. And quite honestly, I don't want to preach that, but it would behoove us today to realize that God's people need to repent and come back to God. God's people. What about the lost? I mean, I believe the lost will, which God's people do. I believe that's what it's going to take. As we head through this Christmas season, I'm thankful. I said earlier that we're not commanded to observe the birth. He never once commanded us to keep that as a holy day. But I believe it's good to set us out of time. I doubt He was born December 25th. That just happens to be the day. And I know it has popish origins and pagan origins, but that's alright if we celebrate it in the right way about the coming and the incarnation uh, when God disrobed Himself uh, from that robe of glory and He took upon Himself just a body of clay. I want you to think about that. God, God the Son, God the Father. We were talking in Sunday school, Isaiah said, Unto you a child is born. And then there's a comma. And it says, Unto you a son is given. God gave His Son. Unto you a Son is given. The great eternal Son of God. Part of the Trinity. Part of the Godhead. Disrobed Himself of the glory that He had. He spoke the world into existence. The Bible said that by Jesus Christ all things were created. And everything that that you see, whether it be worlds or thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, they were all created by Him and for Him. And that same eternal Son, when God gave Him up, He took upon Himself, left the Godhead, left the Trinity, left the glory, and He took upon Himself a body like I've got. One that's frail. One that hurts. One that bleeds. One that dies. That little baby died. He died at 33 years old. And then three days later, God raised him from the dead. The plan of salvation. It's so simple. A child can understand it. But it has to be by faith. You can't understand it here. Because you can never comprehend it here. 
but it has to be here by faith. That little baby is my salvation. That little baby is all my hope. Born of a virgin, laid in a manger, wrapped in those swaddling cloths, just like those little lambs were. And my friend, he was forever without spot and without blemish. But he died. And his birth, death, and resurrection is what saves the soul today. That's it. It's not some catechism that you learn. It's not some prayer that you pray. Not somebody's hand that you shake or a card that you sign. But it's the blood of that little baby boy born in Bethlehem of Judea 2,000 years ago. But everyone that I mentioned had a choice. The shepherds had a choice. Mary had a choice. Joseph had a choice. Even the angels had a choice. As we learned, a third of them had already fallen. The angels have free will as far as I'm concerned because they made a choice. And they made a choice that night. The elect holy angels lit up the balconies of heaven and lit up the sky and praised and sang glory to God in the highest. They had a choice. The Magi had a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. A man that has heard the gospel, or a woman, boy or girl, that has heard the gospel, and still ends up in hell, it'll be by their own choice. Because God has given you an opportunity to repent and to believe. If you die lost without God, that'll be on you. It'll be your choice that you didn't heed the gospel call. And it'll be your choice to burn forever. Or it'll be your choice to repent and to believe. You have free will this morning. I can't make you do it. But I can preach to you the gospel of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I've tried my best with mistakes to preach unto you the, the nativity. In a short time period, we could go on and on and on. But the incarnation is a marvelous thing. One that man will never understand until we get to glory. And my friends, when we get there, you know what we'll see? He never went back to that same glory because He still got the body of the man. The God-man. How do I know that? Because He's the high priest. And He still has to stand for man. Now, He will be clothed with the glory that He had
but He'll forever be the God-man. When you get there, you'll finally understand it. We'll finally understand all things. Paul said we see through a glass darkly now, but then face to face. All things will be revealed and we'll be wondered and we'll be amazed at what we see and hear. But until then, it's all by faith. All by faith. Have you got faith today? I've got faith today in that little baby. All my hopes are wrapped up in that little baby that became a man who would one day die for your sins and mine. It's your choice today as we have a song. It's your choice today. If He's dealing with your heart, He won't drag you. But my friends, He'll lead you. He'll lead you. He'll draw you. Do you feel that pull and tug and draw? If you do, I'd beg you to fall down on your knees at the altar. Come while there's time and opportunity to repent and to be saved. Go ahead. Number 251. 251.